Hello and welcome back to the CMLTA podcast. This week we are beginning the 2022 Continuing Competence Audit, so we thought it would be a perfect time to discuss the audit in case you are selected and to inform those who may be selected in the future. We know being selected for an audit can make members feel nervous or anxious, and we hope this information can ease some of those fears and make you feel more confident should you be selected. Each year, the CMLTA randomly selects at least 10% of its members to undergo a Continuing Competence Program, or CCP, and practice our audit. Although the online system ensures completion of the CCP requirements, the audit ensures that the details entered are in compliance with the program. The audit also gives the CMLTA an idea of members' understanding of the program and where improvements in communication and in the program itself can be made. As there is no evidence required at the time you submit your practice hours during renewal, the practice hour audit is also a way to verify the information being reported annually. The first thing we want members to know is that we are only looking for compliance. Your CCP is not graded and all we are looking for is that it meets the minimum requirements of the program. We are looking to make sure the learning plan is complete with three to six learning goals created, each with the target date, projected professional development activity, and projected learning outcome. We are looking to make sure you complete at least three of your learning goals by completing a unique learning activity for each of them and entering the correct information required for that learning activity. We also make sure that your learning activity is related to the overarching learning outcome that you chose for your learning goal. We do not look at whether your projected learning activity matches your actual learning activity as this is not a requirement of the program as we acknowledge that plans change. Even if you originally thought you would attend a conference to meet this learning goal, you can absolutely read a journal article, consult a mentor, or complete any other type of learning activity as long as it relates to your original goal. There are two main areas in which we have found non-compliance with the Continuing Competence Program, which are good to know so you don't make the same mistakes. The first is not providing enough detail. The person reading your learning activity should have a good idea of what you did to achieve the goal. So for example, if you were inputting a learning activity where you consulted a peer, we would require that peer's name, the date in which it occurred, and information about what was discussed. So if you only input the peer's name as MLT and the topic of what was discussed as lab work, That would not be accepted, as the auditor does not really get any detail of what you learned, what was discussed, or even if the topic is related to the goal you set. So if you instead put the name of your peer, their full name, um, and listed the topic as emergency codes and procedures, that would be accepted because we now know what it was you two discussed. The second and most common issue we see with the Continuing Competence Program submissions is using the same learning activity to complete multiple learning goals. So even if your learning activity relates to more than one of your goals, you can still only use it one time. So each of your learning goals must have a unique activity. The only time you can use one event for multiple goals is if you attend a conference that has multiple sessions on different topics with different presenters. In this case, you could potentially use the different sessions for different goals if they do in fact relate to those different goals. So what happens if in your audit you did make one of these mistakes or another mistake that would lead to non-compliance? The staff at the CMLTA are committed to helping you pass your compliance audit. So if you do have something that is in non-compliance, you're going to be notified and given specifics about what the issues were. You're then going to be given a period of time to make those corrections and resubmit it. As long as you continue to cooperate with the process, we can almost always ensure a successful audit. 
As for the practice hour audit, you will be required to have your employer fill out the verification of MLT practice hours form. If you've worked at least 900 hours in the past year, the form is extremely simple as your employer only needs to check the box verifying this and then sign the form. If you have not worked that many hours in the last year, your employer will need to verify the number of hours you have worked in the previous four years. As long as your employer confirms that you have worked 900 hours in the past four years, you will pass your practice hour audit. If you don't have 900 hours in the past four years, but have either graduated within those four years or have completed a refresher program within the past two years, you will still pass that practice hour audit. What happens in the case the hours you reported um, and the hours reported by your employer are not quite the same or they don't match up? It's pretty common that these hours are not a perfect match and that is okay. As long as the minimum hours are met and there aren't any huge discrepancies that would indicate a possible false submission, there won't be any issues with your practice hour audit. Typically, the only issues we find with the practice hour audit is small mistakes with the form, such as forgetting to put your name on it, forgetting to have it signed. Um, and in the event this happens, we will send the form back to you and ask you to make the corrections before resubmitting. When it comes to the audit process, as long as you remain cooperative and meet the submission deadlines, we almost always have a successful audit result. Where we run into problems is when members don't respond to the audit, do not submit their audit, or we can't get in touch with them. Continued non-response to the audit could result in a complaint of unprofessional conduct as cooperating with the audit is mandatory. So if you are selected for the audit, please don't let your nerves get to you as this is a process of verification and correction if there are any issues. We want you to be successful and we're here to help you along the way. So this brings us to the topic of actually submitting your practice hour and CCP audit. So because we already have your CCP in our online system, you don't actually need to submit anything. You only need to submit your practice hour audit. It is really important for members to know that we perform the CCP and practice hour audit as one, and we will not look at your CCP submission until you submit your practice hours verification form. This is because we only consider the audit complete when both components are complete, and we only typically send out one pass letter when everything is completed. If you are selected for the audit, you will be notified by both mail and email. This is one of the reasons it is so important to check your email and keep your addresses up to date. As this is your responsibility to inform the CMLTA of any changes, not doing so will not be considered a valid reason for not submitting your audit on time. Your mailed audit notice will contain a hard copy of that MLT hours verification form, and your emailed notice will contain a link to a PDF version of that form. So once you have your employer fill out the form, you will log into the member section and on the homepage, you will have a new section called My Audits. You will see both the CCP audit and practice hour audit listed. If you click on the update button on your practice hour audit, it will lead you to a page where you can upload your completed form. And once that is done, you just have to press the submit button. This will notify the CMLTA staff that your practice hour and CCP audits are ready for review. You can expect to hear from the CMLTA within a few weeks of your submission with either a notice that you passed or a notice informing you that you need to make corrections. The pass letter will only be sent via email, whereas a notice informing you that corrections are needed will be sent by both mail and email to make sure you have all the information you need to make those changes and have a successful audit. I hope this information helps ease some of your fears and anxieties surrounding the audit and helps clarify what we are looking for in that audit. 
Please remember that the staff of the CMLTA are here to help you be successful and any questions or concerns can be directed to CMLTA at CMLTA.org. We hope you have found this information helpful and as always, we thank you for tuning in.